0: Welcome. Today I want to talk about the emotional roller coaster ride known as the 2020 pandemic and just how normal it probably is right now to be feeling the way you're feeling. So I'm trying to think back to when this all first really started. Uh, from what I remember, I'm sure there are different Legit statistics on the internet, but when it in our eyes was in February when we made the decision to pack up and pretty much move to Arizona to my parents' property for what we didn't know time wise was going to entail. Uh, we packed up, you know, computers and everything so we would be able to work from there. And we didn't know if we were going to be there for two weeks, if we were going to be there for two months. Um, I will say we really didn't expect for this to last as long as it has. I don't think anybody did. But when we first left, obviously, there was a lot of emotions because we we made the decision to leave early enough that we were not in a panic. But obviously, we were going for reasons that we were concerned with what was coming and how our city would react to it. And we were more afraid of the panic from other people than we were necessarily the illness. Um, We pulled the baby out of school, packed up and literally drove to Arizona for two days. And when that all first started, I'm like, this is amazing. You know, so we, We both got to work from home together. Uh, We had the baby home with us. We were up there with my parents, um, my brother and sister. And we ended up also bringing our older daughter out there um, during the time we were there. And it was just amazing to be with family. And we made the best of a shitty situation. And we kind of all... We were each other's, you know, anchors and... And strength through a time when we just didn't know what to expect. And the roller coaster of emotions that I have gone through since February. I I mean, I can't, I would love to draw it on a map or a piece of paper, but it would just be a mess, a scribbly mess. And I think it was two months into it that I was then thinking, okay, so this was fun for a couple months. But like, I'm ready to be home, I'm ready for my baby to go back to daycare. I'm ready to get back to work. Um, I don't know how to not work. I don't know how to not be busy, be productive, um, you know, be successful. That is just something that I've always done. Um, I strive for that and live for that. So for me, I was trying really hard to see this as, you know, an opportunity to spend more time with my family, you know, to get closer with my husband. Um, For those who don't know, uh, we've only been together for, uh, it'll be three years this month that we started dating or talking, I should say. And... In the last three years, we've done a lot of shit. <laughs> um, we got married. Well, we got engaged. Then I packed up my life in Arizona, moved out to Texas. And then we got pregnant. And then we got married. And then we bought a house and moved. We, or I'm sorry, we had our baby. Then we bought a house and moved when she was still a baby. And then this pandemic started. And we went out to Arizona for a couple months. Then we came back to Texas and we've been back here for a few months. We moved yet again during that time. So me and my husband were only together for. I believe. Let's see, we started dating in August. And we were pregnant in April the following year. So that's the only amount of time that we really had to ourselves, to each other before one, my entire body mind and soul was taken over by pregnancy hormones. And then I'm sure he was wondering who he proposed to and, and moved into his house. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we just didn't get a lot of time together before we became a family. And we've spent a lot of time figuring out who we are as a couple and who we are as a family. And then you almost have to re refind yourself as a person during all of this. And so I feel like our relationship has already gone through a roller coaster of emotions with all the things that we have squeezed into the last three years. And I always have to remember to give credit for what we've been through between um, going through what we did with our daughter, even when she was born and how we handled that. Um, When you're in that situation, you don't really see yourself as strong. I mean, you feel so weak in that moment because you You can't fix things, you can't help her. Um, You know, we lived in a, literally in a like 250 square foot hospital room together with the baby and however many nurses for an entire month. We had zero privacy, We, we didn't sleep for a month. And how we didn't kill each other, I still to this day do not know. I think there were a couple moments where we probably thought about it on each side. We definitely, got really short with each other. (laughs) We learned each other's um, buttons and, you know, I guess, uh, pushing points. And during that time, I guess we just, we kind of lost each other, really, because we were so consumed in wanting to save our daughter, and just trying to survive personally each one of us because it was just a moment in time that we never knew we never prepared for uh personally let alone together and as a new family and so i do give us credit for that and our relationship really grew from that and then you know we get home and i went through postpartum and fought with myself for a year, just trying to figure out who I was, what my new role was, how I fit that into my life. You know, I was so excited to finally get to live this dream that I've dreamt of my entire life. And obviously it didn't go anything like I I thought it would, you know, you have this dream of becoming a mother and, you know, what we went through that first month it really traumatized me as a mother. And it's like, I thought that's what my life was going to be like, okay, this is just, this is what motherhood is, is just constantly, you know, worrying if your baby's going to die. And so I just had a really rough time and Brian had his own struggles with it. And we were such a new couple that we did not communicate. And that was our biggest problem. And So I obviously was already lost. He was struggling on his own. And so together we were just a fucking mess. And I spent a year just lost and confused. And I reached out to nobody because I felt like that made me weak. Like what kind of a mother am I if I'm only a month into this and I already feel like a failure and I already feel like I've done something wrong or that there were parts of me that were that just felt like, oh, my God, this is it. Like this is motherhood. This is what I wanted my entire life. And now it's here and I don't even know what to do with it. And obviously I had just overcome all of that and gotten sober right before this pandemic started. So I was still refinding myself during this time, and it was nice to have that time with my family while I kind of reconnected with myself. Um, it was a blessing in disguise kind of for work to be at a standstill because I didn't have to stress about that every day. I was able to wake up every morning and really enjoy my daughter for the first time and really see her and and just embrace the situation for any positivity I could find in it. Obviously, it was it was a terrible situation. It still is. It still is a terrible situation, but that has been my, my leg to stand on was my family. And even if I have nothing else, when this is all over, if it takes one of my houses, if it takes my business, if it takes, um, you know, a car, whatever, you know, because of the financial situations that the world's in, world's in, it can take any of those things as long as I have my family when it's all said and done. That is what I have fought for my entire life. That is what I have dreamt of. That's what I have craved and I have that and as long as I have that I'll make it through anything. So we first go out there. I'm excited to have my husband home with me every day. Like dream come true. About 2 months into that, I was ready to get the hell home. I was tired of living in my parents' bedroom, confined with four people. Um I wasn't sure who I was going to murder at that point, but I knew somebody was going to die. So we had to go. So we packed up, moved, you know, (laughs) I say moved because it felt like we moved in there (laughs) when we moved back to Texas. um, And in that time, we also flew back, sold the big house we had purchased while I was going through my postpartum. And our current house felt like the walls were closing in on me. So we had bought a larger home. We sold that while we were during quarantine, while we were up at my family's farm, moved it all. So when we came home, we were able to bring the baby home to a house that was pretty much moved in and put back together. And we just had to find our new norm or so we were told or figured or whatever. And so, again, I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. We're going to go back home. We're going to have all of our own stuff. You know, we're going to get our own routine down because we had both kind of gotten to a funk up there. You know, although you're surrounded by family and everything being shoved in a one-bedroom, I'm sorry, in a bedroom, being shoved into a bedroom with me, my husband, our one-year-old baby at the time, and uh, my 15-year-old uh, bonus daughter. They're, I mean, that room gets small really quick. <laughs> and we had two desks in there. Me and my both, Me and my husband were both trying to work out of there as well and on two different time zones because it was Arizona and he was working on Texas time. And it was a lot, like a lot. I still, again, think back to that right now. And I kind of see it as that month that we were stuck in the hospital. And I'm like, man, the fact that we survived those two months at my parents' house in that bedroom together and didn't kill each other is shocking. <laughs> and our, our relationship has gone, the same way when it comes to just, I guess, all of the feelings and the struggles. And for my husband, it was a little bit of a culture shock to go to working from home. I had worked from home, um, I mean, technically, since I moved out to Texas. I did have an office, um, a couple offices at one point, but once I had the baby, I just decided to work from home, it was easier. So for me, that was my norm for him going to working from home in the beginning, he was like, oh, this is gonna be so awesome. I don't have to get up in the morning and drive the 45 minutes to work. I don't have to wear a suit. I don't have to, you know, all these things. And then we get to that point in time and he's like, okay. He realizes it's hard to do the job he does without physically being in front of somebody. And then especially being on a different time zone And working in a bedroom and not having all of his things, you know. And so, it was a little bit of a culture shock for him. And really learning to manage his time. Because he's a workaholic anyways. So, back home, he would get up and go to work. He'd be at work by 8.30. And then he wouldn't come home until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. But when he came home, he was home for the most part, unless there was something he was doing that he had to finalize at home. um, He would come home and at least be home from nine at night until he went back to work the next day. Well, in quarantine, his computer was in front of his face 24 seven. So it was just easy for him to work. That was something he had control over. Luckily for him, his job has stayed intact this whole time. And so, he just worked for the two months that we were up there and obviously with everything going on there was a different level of work that needed to be done in order to navigate this pandemic on his work side and that was part of the struggle while we were there is um you know i was all excited about working from home with my husband thinking i'm going to see him more and in a way i felt like i saw him less because He was right in front of my face, but yet I couldn't have him. So it was almost a mind fuck because I wanted to rely on him and I wanted to need things from him because I could see him. So I knew he was there and he was available, but he was working. So he wasn't really available. His physical being was available, but he wasn't available emotionally or mentally at that time because he was in work mode. And so I thought bringing us back home would change that. And then we get back home and we're working from a kitchen table because we had sold our big house and moved back into our small house uh, because we were wasting two houses for months while we were sitting up at my, my parents' farm. And it just didn't make sense to keep paying two mortgages and all of that. So we'd made that decision. So then we come back and we're working off of the kitchen table. So you can't eat on it. And, you know, so the house started getting small really fast again. (laughs) And we made the decision to um, do a little in-home office so that we had a separate space so that the house didn't close in on me at some point again because we were trying to do too much in in a small space. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a catch-22. So either... We're going to have this at home office, and it's going to help because we're going to actually be able to separate work and home again. Or it's going to create a space that my husband can just bunker down in, and I'm never going to see him again. (laughs) So there was a lot of emotion that went into that because although I needed it on my end, too, I feared what it would do for him work-wise. And luckily, one thing I have learned through this pandemic is to communicate (laughs) and i thought i was a good communicator because i run a business and i manage multiple people and on a business level i communicate great with others i get across what i need from them but i also am the boss in a in a business work setting so i lean on people i expect things from them i delegate um and Tech, i mean they kind of can't say no where with my husband he he's not bound by some agreement you know work-wise i mean he's bound by a marriage and some agreements he made there but i can't just boss him around he's my partner and that's been one of the biggest struggles that i've had in this relationship is i am a very stubborn person and I'm a leader, I'm a control freak, so I work best if I just tell you what I need, but then I expect you to do it, and I expect you to do it right now, otherwise I wouldn't have asked you for your help. If I could do it myself, I'd just do it my damn self. So that has been one of my biggest struggles in my relationship is, number one, seeing him as an equal, instead of um, one of my employees in a sense, and that I call the shots and he just listens when I bark orders. And I didn't realize I did it in a relationship because it just came naturally to me. I'm just, like I said, I'm just a leader. I, you know, that's just, that's just my natural way of handling things. And that's clearly not the correct way to handle things. And I've learned that the hard way, but we've gone the roller coaster of emotions from, being so excited to be quarantined with him in February to probably about April where I'm like, fuck this. Someone needs to call him back into the office. Like he works all the time anyways, and he's, he doesn't listen. And, you know, and it was just that I wasn't getting across what I needed from him. And I think this is a woman thing. Sorry if you disagree, but we expect men to read our minds. And I'm not going to lie, they still should be able to in a way, because women don't really just expect you to read their minds. They expect you to read their cues and read their emotions on their face and the size that they give as they walk out of a room when you didn't handle something they asked you to, things like that. So those are our cues, but men don't pick up on those. You know, I can be out in the kitchen slamming cupboards and shit. And he's just still living in his own little world and has no idea that I'm pissed off until I'm like, do you not hear me? Like, do you think I just like slamming cupboards? Like, no, I'm just trying to get your attention. He's like, huh? I didn't even realize, you know? And so if, if I don't talk to him and I don't tell him what I'm feeling, what I expect from him, how can I expect him to just read my mind and do those things? So by about april i was ready to call his boss and be like hey i know that this COVID thing is still going on but you gotta get this guy back in the office like or somewhere i don't care where he goes but he can't stay here like i was ready to strangle him and what wasn't that long ago let me tell you june maybe i went back the other way then i'm like okay okay this is nice this can work now i don't want him to go back to the office because i have started communicating with him what i need what i expect up until now i worked from home alone so i naturally am just the type of person that i can't walk past something and not handle it you know and that's also a curse of mine so i won't say this is a good thing but i work from home so on my way out to my office, if I pass a sink full of dirty dishes, I have a problem and I have to do something with those dishes before I go out to that office because I know if I go out there, I'm going to get consumed in my day and by the time I come back in, I'll be in a rush to go get the baby from school and I'll be pissed that I didn't do the dishes because then I got to try to do them when she gets when we get back to the house together and it's just this whole fiasco that I don't want to deal with. So I just do them right then and there so that I don't have to even think about it going forward my husband on the other hand can walk past those dirty dishes i for a while i don't even think that he knew we had a kitchen sink so i don't know if men can mentally like just almost get so used to a certain object being there that they just no longer see it i'm not really sure but we're different in that sense so there was a part of me that's like dude did you seriously just walk past the dirty dishes this morning and just go to work like there wasn't a pile of dishes in the sink. And he's like, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like the dishes in the sink. Like, did you not see those? Now, mind you, the roller coaster of emotions also going on right now on a work level are far beyond my issues in my personal life. Um, I worked my ass off to purchase a company uh, shoot, three, three and a half years ago now. And I had goals in place for the first five years and I had, you know, all of these things. And up till this COVID thing, that was something that I had a hundred percent control over. I got out of what I got out of it, what I put into it. And I always put into it 150%. So I always got my return back. I, I felt the value I, you know, it empowered me. There was just, it literally consumed me. That was who I was. And that was part of my struggle when I went through postpartum was figuring out who I was. If I wasn't just Shiloh business owner, you know, how do I take a chunk of who I am and now give it to this baby while I'm also still in the middle of trying to figure out how to take a chunk and give it to my new husband. And I was torn in so many different directions that I just don't, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I'd become. I didn't know if I liked her or if I didn't like her. Um, and I just didn't know how to juggle it all. And when we went up to my parents originally in February and all work stopped, all of a sudden I was faced with who I really was without that business because up until then that had defined me and that had been who I was and that's that was my go-to and for all of that to just be shut down and you know to watch that business just bleed out and like you almost feel like your firstborn child is leaving you or something you know there's just it's so hard to watch it through this pandemic and how it's affected it And then you almost don't feel like you can even talk about it because there are people out there that are worse off, you know, that have already lost their businesses or lost their jobs. You know, mine is just slow and not making any money, but it's there. And so then I'm like, you know, should I be thankful that it's at least there? And I know at some point when all of this is over, that it'll come back or is it okay that I feel the way I feel because it's not what it once was, you know? And I don't know how it gets back to that. Um, I don't know how anything gets back to the way that it once was at this point. So you almost keep yourself from complaining, I guess, or even just voicing your thoughts and feelings on the whole thing. Because I know there are people out there that have it worse than we do. And like I said, come June, I think mentally, I said, okay, you know what? All I can do is handle what I am in control of. So right now, I'm not in control of my business. COVID's got it, you know, by noose. And it's. I just have to wait for it to let go or... You know, I basically just am sitting here seeing what's gonna happen. And I have no control over that. So to keep fixating on that is gonna do myself and my family no good at this point. And so I decided to really start focusing on what I was in control of. And I spent a lot of time with my garden. I obviously, I'm I'm loving and enjoying these podcasts. And I just recently, Um, I guess officially opened uh, my online boutique um, which is called North Street Designs um, on Instagram and Facebook. It's northst.designs. So if you want to follow it, uh, I just opened that up. I have merchandise and material. I just again am trying to manage my time with everything going on And I refuse to lose myself or my family relationship to anything at this point. Um, like I said, I kind of, I kind of defined myself by my work prior. And I, I learned after getting out of postpartum depression and getting sober, I kind of found who I was or so I thought. And then I went through a whole nother transition during this COVID pandemic and have really found almost a new level of me. And I feel like the the longer time goes on and the more time that I spend really getting to know myself and being honest with my feelings and my emotions and being honest and open with my husband in our relationship and communicating, I'm just finding a new me almost daily. And each one is better than the last, you know? Each time I feel more comfortable and more in tune with myself and that is something that I have that I have control over right now and that is something that I am like okay if like I said it takes everything before this is done as long as I still have myself and my family we didn't lose you know it didn't get the best of us and I really didn't want this time together to be a stressful time I don't want to be at my husband's throat With everything going on, there's so many other things that we have to worry about. To not be on the same page is not even an option. So since June, we've really been working on our communication and he's been helping out a lot more because I've actually communicated with him what I need from him and what I expect from him as my husband and as the father of our child. And that has been a game changer. And up until now, again, I just expected him to read my mind or I was more or less barking orders than I was asking my husband for help, you know, or to, you know, to aid in and whatever was going on right now. And so really, I just want anyone else out there that that may be going through any kind of um, marital issues or just in your relationship you know, with your kids, that your feelings are valid. And right now, it is testing us. This whole thing is testing us to no end. And it is seeing what we're capable of. And it's going to make or break us. And you just have to decide what is worth saving and what is worth fighting for. And then you got to fight for it. Because right now, more than ever, everything takes more work. We're doing more work for less return right now because of everything that's going on work-wise and personally, um, because it feels that way just with the emotions and and just, like I said, more or less the mindfuck right now and everybody getting used to this situation, which is not our new norm. This is just, we're still kind of in this limbo state of where do we go from here? You know, we get so many mixed signals and emotions and Um, guidance right now that's the hardest part is you just don't know what the right choice is and all you can do is take all the information you've been given and make a decision for yourself for your family and then be confident with that you know don't let anyone make you feel bad don't you know don't get into a slump during this time don't let yourself go I mean that's another thing that we had to discuss is it is so easy to eat junk food to not do any physical activity to not get out of your pajamas to maybe not shower but every other day or i mean it's so easy to get into a into bad habits right now being quarantined at home that you have to fight for what the future is not what today is you know you have to fight for hey at some point work will be back. And at some point my husband will probably go back to the office. And you know, at some point we don't know when any of that's going to be, but I don't want to wait until the week before and be like, ah, shit. Okay. All of a sudden you need to get a haircut. You need to shave. Um, I need to make sure that you have more clothes than just the three sweatpants we've been wearing. By the way, he doesn't wear sweatpants, but I'm trying to make a point. (laughs) He'll hear this and be like sweatpants. Um, But just that's my point is, you know, instead of waiting till the week before everything, quote, goes back to normal, um, do it now. Prepare yourself now for the future that you want and what you want life to be, not what it currently is. Don't get don't get consumed by this life. And on the other hand, if you can embrace it, embrace it. I know some some women who have realized in this downtime that being home with their kids is more valuable to them than the job that they lost three months ago when this started and so they're going to be stay at home moms and that also means they're going to be teachers and they're going to be a lot of things you know but they've made that decision to embrace the situation and you know and and build and accept the future that they're going to have and that could change again two months from now You know, maybe everything goes back and they decide, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and send them back to school and I'm going to go back to work. Whatever choice it is that you make during this whole thing, just know there's always going to be somebody out there that disagrees with you. The shit that I see on social media right now between families, friends, just at each other's throat over this whole thing, all of our disagreements literally breaks my heart. And that is something I'm not willing to jeopardize is my friends and family over this whole thing. Like I said, even if it takes anything and everything else from me, like I have to have them when this is over. And so I'm gonna spend every day making sure that my relationship, you know, survives this and that we come out better than we went into it. Um, As of today, I'm gonna knock on wood, but I still want him home. Again, this is a roller coaster of emotions. So talk to me again in a month or two weeks, and we'll see how I feel about that. But <laughs> again, like I said, it is normal to to be stressed out right now. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, and sadly, we take all that crap out on the people closest to us. It's just a natural instinct to do it. Uh, doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's okay. But we do it, and we. Our biggest thing is seeing that we do it, acknowledging that, and then choosing not to. And it is work. It's definitely work because you got to stop and think before you talk. You got to stop and think before you react. Um, You really have to put yourself in their shoes also. And then you have to be super clear about what it is you want and need. And you both have to put 120% into this right now because, again, Right now, everything in life seems to be taking more work for less return. You know, you're, you're doing more work for less because everything is just so heightened and just so hectic right now. So like I said, for anybody that's feeling this way, just know you're not alone. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you in your relationship. It doesn't mean that you run. It doesn't mean that you hate your husband or you hate your kids. You're human. This is what it means. You're human. You have emotions. You have feelings. Um, we are social beings, but that doesn't mean that we were meant to be locked up in our houses with our husbands for seven months and our kids. Just saying. Exo, exo.